0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com.
4: Play for free right
0: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. VoIP prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings. You've landed at the VUC, IP Communications, and VoIP Community. We would like to thank SimWood.com for their support. SimWood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is from OnSip.com, and you can go to GetOnSip.com for a URL people can click to call you. We've been privileged over the last five years to be using the best conference bridge on the planet. Yes, I'm talking about ZipDX.com, full-color, full-featured, full-HD conference bridge. Our website, VUC.ME on the web's hosted by Bluehost.com. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are from VoxBone.com. And it's exciting times over at the VUC. We've got a full house on the Hangout and a great session. I'd just like to mention, as I sometimes am wont to do, that the EFF could use your support, EFF.org. Go throw a couple of dollars that way, and we'll see what happens, okay? Now... I'm going to move over to this cam, just to say that we have some great stuff lined up, lots of good guests. And uh, Alan Quayle is going to take over in just a second. But we have an exciting, um, dangerous demo. And it's so dangerous that we've invited Debbie Davies, not the guitarist, although she does dabble in that, probably, no, she doesn't. But she's with us and we're gonna get into that in just a moment. But first we've got the excitement of the winners of the Paris Tad Hack. I was a personal witness of that. In fact I'm have been subpoenaed to testify, actually, but let's move on to Alan and let him get serious about this
2: stuff. Alan Hey Randy, thanks so much. Yes, you were there. You were lying on your back with your legs in the air. But and we have the video as well. But oh. Moving on. <laughs> so this is the third uh, part of uh, where we just review and chat with uh, some of the winners from tad Hack Paris that was all the way back on the 12th and 13th of uh, December. So let me just give you a quick tad Hack update. Uh, we actually ran an event uh, last month in Japan, so just go to the TadHack site, you can see all the winners there, some amazing innovations, some really interesting mashups between, for example, Matrix and Telestacks that came out of uh, TadHack Japan, so again, well worth having a look through the hacks there. We've got Tatak London coming up in April, so uh, again, seeing great uh, registrations there, and the great and the good will be there. We'll have Dan Jenkins, finally, at a TadHack. And uh, Moshe will be there as well, so it'll be uh, a great lineup of uh, people at the uh, hackathon. And also, um, I don't think Adam's on yet, but uh, Cisco Spark Troppo will be one of the sponsors of uh, Tad Hack London and it's not up yet but just a quick mention we do have uh Tatak Montevideo coming up in May and that'll be working with some of the universities and local developer community there so lots happening but let's get down to the focus of this show which is Tatak Paris and reviewing some of the excellent insightful and quite worrying Hacks that were uh, created. Looking at Rianne there in terms of worrying, but what I'm going to suggest is we kick off with Tim, and we will lead with Tim and his dangerous demo. So Tim, over to you.
5: Yeah, I'm um, just um, so the tad hack uh, that we did in Paris was to um, remotely control an IoT device, and um, and I learned a whole lot of interesting things from that. Uh, one of which was never trust uh, Wi-Fi, but um, but. So two, two other things came out of it, one of which was that I came back, or three things. I came back and, uh, and decided that it would be interesting to look into whether it was possible to avoid using Wi-Fi. So I then started working on um, using Sims and 2G on the same platform. Um, so I did that and um, I made some very interesting contacts at that event, which uh, may in the near future turn into uh, something quite exciting, but I can't really talk about that. And the third thing was, um, having developed this to a point where it did something um, useful, I thought it would be fun to to make it um, do something uh, visible. And so what you see um, behind me and in the other image, let me see. um, And if you can choose, Randy, can you select the the big camera of the stars as the main image? Is that a thing you can do? He's popped off to put a peach (laughs) in
0: the oven. You know, we've got it. There it is.
5: Uh, no, I'm not seeing it. No,
0: it it is. It's the main Oh,
5: okay. Right. Really? I'm puzzled now. Yep.
0: Okay. It's the main main
5: Whatever. Okay. So, um, so what, what, what you can see there is the, um, is the sculpture that Debbie did. Debbie's going to say a word or two about what it is, and then we're going to remotely control it. And some, some lucky person is going to be the person who gets to remotely (laughs) control this. uh... Well, I, I. Uh, or, or Randy I'm not sure which maybe easier because he can control his screen better so David tell us about uh, Baby Star here
4: okay so um, Starway the one that you're looking at at the moment is an interactive sculpture that I made for Burning Man in 2014 um, the one that you're looking at at the moment is a very well working uh, good working prototype that um, Tim is now messing around with the premise behind it was um the final object was a star made of stars so you there's 12 in that configuration the final one was 240 in the shape of the star um and the idea was that um it sat on the pyre at burning man and if you found um a laser cut wooden star with um that had an rfid tag on it you could bring it to the sculpture put it on the reader and it would light up one of the stars for you um, we never got the tech working so I've handed over the prototype to Tim and said do what you want make it light up in whichever way you want to so we've discussed some ideas and I think he's been doing some stuff with RFID tags but it, it could be anything really it doesn't have to be that
5: so what we've uh, yeah um so but I should say that this thing is is about what, a meter tall whereas yep. the one in the real the real one is five meters five
4: is? meters yeah
5: yeah so so this is this is a, a a shrunk down tiny version but you know never mind um we work with what we're what we're given although having i don't think it would be very popular having a three meter sculpture in my house no so um in
4: america anyway
5: yeah yeah no and my house isn't really big enough so i can control this thing um from my phone which is kind of fun but what's more interesting, and that's the demo I did at Tadhack, was the ability to control an IoT device from your phone. But it occurred to me that it might be useful for other people to be able to control the phone, uh, control it as well. So I would like to be able to convey this, um, this communication, this control to somebody else. So In this case, Randy is going to this, um, this demo page, and he's going to click on uh, borrow a device from a friend. And I'm going to lend him a device. All so right, here we are. So he shows he shows this QR code. Now, normally you wouldn't do this. You do this in person rather than um, uh, over a video link, but nonetheless. So I now hold up my, my phone so that it can see that uh, QR code. And um, the two of them have a quick chat, and I'm now going to send the um, access. I now send, it, send Randy access to um, the device, and I am just going to um, – there we go. So now, if you go back to that menu and click on Starway, you now have, in theory, permission to access that device to see if it works. Now, we had a bit of trouble with this in the practice run, so it may take a couple of shots. Um tension, it, it's good for the tension here.
0: Yeah, we need this.
5: Ah, uh, we're not getting there, are we?
0: Uh, it's going to happen. It's gonna ha- I can feel this. It.
5: Okay. It's third time lucky, you reckon? Okay. Uh, it's really, really being more than, more than three times.
0: Whose idea was the jumping up icons? There we go. <laughs> I know. No. Now we know this is going to work soon.
5: Yeah, we, it's, um, I also know what the problem is. I just haven't fixed it yet. I found it out this afternoon. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, um, not that easy to fix, unfortunately.
0: That's why they call them dangerous demos.
5: Yeah, yeah. More dangerous than I'm comfortable with, to be honest. Are we there yet? No. Um, wait a minute. Let me
0: give it a full shift reset.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Um. Uh, look.
5: Right. Now you can control. Well, wait a minute. Well, no, it's fine. So each of those you can click on. Let's show it each way around. So if you pick a star. You'll see that the stars have got hot spots on them. Well,
0: first we need to sh- go back. Just well, no,
5: no, do it, do, do oh. it here, and then we can, because people can see it behind me oh, as well.
0: So,
5: I'm going so to we go. click on a star, and 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 that star will now like well, now. Well, I
0: don't see it behind back. you though.
5: Well, okay, all right. Well, you're going to have to flick over there. I'm going to have
0: to flick over to the other one. Oh wait a minute! Now this is a little complicated. Stop! I need to stop sharing the screen. Oh, this is a little weird, actually. We didn't think about this. I'm going to click on the topmost star, and theoretically you can see. It is indeed illuminated. And, and I'll go back to my screen in a second, but because this is a little laborious to switch, I'm going to now click on the bottommost star. And you should see that one, right? It's actually a little hard to tell. And I'm I, going to go on the leftmost star. For the red yeah. one.
6: Yeah. There you go
0: it is working i can see it's working but it's a little less easy to see because of on my end obviously i have to double
7: so the, yeah it's, the it's right. a bit
0: no i mean it's it's a little uh, less. it's logistically difficult to do it over a video show but yeah, i'm going don't. to look i'm going to we see the one that's flashing i'm going to move down from that one and then i'll show what i'm doing and down again and now up back to the topmost star so um, there, we there we go. So what we can do now, if
5: uh, we're, we're, let's, let's let um, let me just summarise what what the story is here, and then we can move on to to other folks, and maybe at the end we can come back and do do foolish things. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so basically, what we've done there is we've given Randy secure access to this device in a way that, and I am not worried about the fact that it's recorded because anybody can scan that QR, and it won't work for anybody else now. Um, because he's, he's got it and nobody else is going to get it. Um, so that that's a secure access to an IoT device that's sitting in my home um, over the internet. Okay, it took a couple of shots to get connected, but it's also direct. So it's not going through a server anyway. Um, so if my web server goes down or out of business or whatever, Randy still has control over these, these stars. And very briefly, um, the stars are controlled by um, a beagle bone. And again, if we have some time at the end, I'll give you... A fantastically lovely story about why it's a beagle bone but um we'll come back to that so um alan back to you i think uh, did any of that make any sense
2: yes it did tim um, maybe you could discuss a little bit uh how you used um, cisco spark troppo uh in this uh configuration so in this particular configuration
5: i'm not doing that ah, gotcha. what you what you would what what you would do next is you would say I want to um, connect to if I want to, to allow somebody else to control this I might add this to a Cisco spark room which is what I Gosh, did the second yes. part of the demo I did in 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 yeah. Paris um, it, this is logistically difficult enough as it is without adding another another <laughs> layer of indirection and, and other sorts of video calls into it but uh, but in principle in fact we could have done this over, over Cisco spark as well um, so did
0: but it, it's basically you need to explain the, uh, the exchange of the fingerprint. Do I? Do, well, do we enough care? So, enough so I can play the... Uh, <laughs> oh, right, 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 right.
5: So, yes. Okay. So what we're doing is, is this is actually exchanging. Um, what you've seen there is exchanging a PKI. So we're building on the fly a PKI. We're building an IoT, secure IoT um, key exchange visually uh, using WebRTC. So it's actually quite a, um, it's a thing that's always been really difficult to get right, but I'm hoping that this is the easiest way anyone's ever seen
2: of doing it. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's very impressive. And I think using the um, Cisco rule, I'm seeing this pop up in a lot of different hacks. It's just such an easy and intuitive way to enable that type of control. So, I think uh, we're going to see that pop up a lot more often. I mean, you led the way, Tim, but uh, in Japan, we had a very similar type of uh, hack being used for uh, controlling uh, in home IoT devices as well. So, uh, it's definitely set a trend.
5: Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about doing that. That's great. <laughs> <I know laughs> Any other questions for Tim? You know me. Security is important when you do IoT. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This is now my theme too.
2: Okay. I, I, I have a question for you, Tim. Um it. It, it. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. But I happen to know that you are very keen to use IPv6 for such things as this. And I know that Randy is also IPv6. So is this working peer-to-peer over IPv6?
5: uh it was this morning and this afternoon it isn't because i switched it off because i thought that might have been the issue and i haven't put it back on again so yes it is capable of doing ipv6 but this particular instant it isn't out
2: of cowardice on my part <laughs> it's very impressive nonetheless exactly no that was excellent tim so for the sake of time thanks tim let's move on so uh johannes Uh, Maybe you could run through uh, the hack that uh, won your prize. Unfortunately, uh, Jean-Luc isn't available uh, to be on the call. He is backpacking around Southeast Asia. So uh, I'll hand over to you, Johannes, and let you describe what was a very impressive hack that was created in such a short time.
7: Uh, Yes, uh, unfortunately, Jean-Luc is not here. So I will say a few words about the hack and uh, how the hack was achieved. The hack was really a very great idea by uh, Jean-Luc, where he thought, how can we make a shopping experience more engaging and how can we add real-time collaboration into a shopping experience so a user could go to an e-commerce site and as he browses through products on an e-commerce site, he can see um, if other folks are also browsing the same products. So on a particular product, you have a presence indication that tells you, oh, I'm not the only person looking at this. And if there's actually more than one uh, customer looking at an item, you have an opportunity to engage with those other customers. So you can, for example, initially engage with uh, chat messaging. You can exchange some chats. Um, if um, you see there is interest to have Uh, more engagement, you can activate uh, a voice call or a video call or even a screen share session. Uh, The really interesting thing is that not only uh, does the hack allow the customer to engage um, between themselves, uh, you could also have an agent uh, join uh, the customer call. And the agents can actually use uh, the circuit product Uh, directly as clients to engage on that same uh, e-commerce site. And as such, the agent can engage over his mobile device, for example. Uh, He could engage over a web client, uh, and he can take advantage of uh, circuit functions that we offer, for example, like a call swipe between a mobile client and a web page where you can transition all the modalities that you have uh, on the mobile phone, for example, to... Uh, the web page in a single operation, so very convenient for folks that are mobile and um, or that are on the road and but still want to be engaged. Uh, the hack was uh, using the Circuit uh, JavaScript uh, API, and uh, you can get all the details about the JavaScript API for Circuit at uh, developer.circuit.com. Um, we have a sandbox environment where folks can um, register with and uh, can try out all the APIs. And there's a wide variety of APIs, as as mentioned, to uh, leverage presence, leverage chat, leverage uh, video calls, voice calls, screen share, direct calls between two folks, group calls with many people. Um, And uh, also a very interesting feature is that we provide persistence for all the engagements. So the call records, the chats, uh, they can all be persistently stored within Circuit, and they are subsequently indexed and searchable, so it can really give you a very rich uh, experience.
2: Cool, that's excellent, Johannes. And when I was chatting to Jean-Luc at the event, I, you know, it was testament to just how easy the JavaScript API was in that. On Saturday, when he started, he had a very reduced set of functionality he was trying to hack. And then because he got that working so early, he just added on function after function after function into his uh, e-commerce platform. So it ended up being quite a rich hack <laughs> by the end of uh, Sunday. So, yeah, uh, he was a great testament to uh, what you have built.
7: Uh, I think uh, Jean-Luc did a, a fantastic job. And there's also a great uh, video that you posted. So, anybody that would like to see the details of the hack, a, a live demo, uh, please check out the video. It's really um, a good example.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Johannes. Any questions for Johannes? If not, I don't see anybody jumping in. Anybody on the uh, audio? If not, then let's move on to uh, What's by Public? So, uh, Rianne and Steven, I think you're going to need to unmute yourselves. Uh, Let's hear from you. Hello, uh, can you hear me? Yay, there you go.
1: (laughs) We're back here. Um, What's by uh, Hack, yes. What we did, we found uh, there's a piece of software on the internet that was uh, built by a Dutch guy somewhere, and he discovered that the API of WhatsApp was publicly accessible by faking a, a phone number as a phone, uh, you could script uh, PHP to act as a phone to the API of WhatsApp. So you could you could go buy a small sim prepaid sim card, so you no, even don't get your identity uh, coupled with that phone number, and use that phone number to track other phone numbers through that application. And the power was that. Uh, the, the tracker that uh, talks to the API is separate so you could can uh, create a big cluster of trackers that was the, the thing that I didn't hack into we we used a very small setup, one tracker very quick um, that could talk to the API and that was all not our work, that was just basic setting up some host and then new stuff. what we did extra to that was uh, to create a <laughs> script that generated phone numbers. So you have, you, if you've got your mobile phone number, always start with a certain 0, 06 or country code and then 6. Next to that, there are a certain ranges you find in each country which are defined for mobile numbers. So if you just count on, make a counter that adds and adds and adds and throw them in that, into the tracker, you can add eventually all the numbers that are active on WhatsApp and track them. And most of the people even don't uh, change their privacy settings, so you even get uh, profile photos, names, and everything. And when you have those phone numbers, you can do other things with them. You know that those are active phones. So the thing is you can do is you can call them in, Africa, in how do you call it again? Um, <laughs> Social engineering, oh, that was yeah. it. Uh, Social engineering call them and also find out information on Google with because you have a phone number, maybe you have some hits. Yep. And the other thing, what you could do is automate the process of calling them uh, like spam email by using the EPPD API. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because it's all scripted then, and if you are able to make it a bigger cluster and load lo- balance it over mo- multiple uh, instances on Amazon, for example, you could uh, you could call a hell load of people. Through that API from Epidase, which was not really, also not really closed as to developers. So you see the potential for, well, stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that this was the first hack we had where we actually had to not record part of it because of all the private information that you could access through that uh, API which for some of the accounts if they'd not set their privacy settings was quite shocking and, and it was the whole messages that they would had the conversations they had with people were just publicly available
3: oh, it's nice you can uh, do spearing
2: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah you can do uh, uh, everything you like you have one phone and everybody is running for you yeah yep. yeah it's very nice to have a something like uh an email a uh, telephone number do you have seen deaf, uh, the deaf hack no no oh i sent it to you okay I think you like it oh yeah. yes yes, yes do, in 30 years yep what you can do with one uh email yeah and one telephone number mm-hmm. yeah and one privacy i think uh the world needs something like description or something correct yeah uh How is the uh, encryption, uh, uh, James? (laughs) Hello, James? Yeah, there we are. I'm I'm unmuted. Sorry, what was the question? How is the encryption on this moment?
1: For mobile phone traffic.
3: For all the traffic (laughs) of the email. I hate email.
6: (laughs) I'm sorry. I've got no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Well,
1: James, we also saw when we make our hack, and uh, later on you hacked Rianne's phone.
6: By using a oh, phone number, right? Oh yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, but uh,
3: you like it. You like
6: it. Yes, there. If you've got the MSRSDN, you can you can use other tools to then go down and discover other things about the uh, the phone. And then Rianne got a little bit of additional traffic that she was not expecting, which may have come from a mobile network, not a million miles away from here. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we don't I really, really want to a talk about that.
3: People that. around me. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I was hugely impressed impressed by this hack because uh, just because of the imagination and the breadth of what you can do with it. And um, we've been using it internally as an example of, um, well, something that we can use to shock people and just show how open their social networking uh, accounts are. So thank you for that, Rhiannon and Stephen. It was... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Really <laughs> shocking. Yeah,
3: I like I like uh, to shock uh, you. This is my shoes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Probably be, be scared of Dennis it. Steven. Yeah, uh, every man in this world. <laughs> yes,
6: Rianne, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Even despite the size of your shoes. And...
3: Do you like uh, blue pencils?
6: Do I like blue pencils? Yeah, I miss blue.
3: Do you like Miss Blue Bill?
6: <coughs> I don't know what, what to answer. I have, if I,
3: I have a new name on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh,
6: do you? oh, you do?
3: Yeah. yeah, you like it? So,
6: what, what, you don't want to tell me what, what it is on an open broadcast, though, do you? Because <laughs> you could end up with uh, 10,000 new friends.
3: Yeah, that's not security. Yeah, I know. But my, my, my real name is uh, Miss Cat. Miss Little Cats? Miss Pussy? Yeah? <laughs> Miss well, Meow? Are you,
1: may, may, may I ask, are there any okay. questions about the, the WhatsApp yeah.
6: hack? That, that, that I think it's a, uh, a very good question. And, uh, so anyway, like, <laughs> let, let's,
2: uh, but I think this was, you know, just to wrap up, I think an excellent hack. It showed a security issue that remains open and isn't being answered. We can say, well, people just accept it. But the key is when, you know, just as you said, uh, James, when people see how insecure their uh, personal information is, it really does, you know, move them off certain platforms. So I think this was a great exploration of a particular issue that exactly what, you know, TEDx is about. It's it's not just about sort of creating, you know, uh, interesting commercial ideas. It's about showing Particular aspects of uh, technology that you know, can impact across the board. So again, okay. Stephen Ryan, yeah. thank you so much. It was an excellent hack.
3: No, 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 no. Can I say something? It is legacy. It is multiplex, It is uh, uh, not encrypted. Uh, sometimes in the world, uh, I hate email. I hate newsletters. Uh, yeah. And I want they must go. Can you help me? They have to. Call. They have to go. Mhm.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) you understand this? I understand, Uh, but that's a personal preference. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. I work on it. I'm a personal
3: preference. (laughs) Oh,
2: dear. But with that, Randy, I'll hand back over to you. Again, thanks so much for uh, some great work at uh, Tadak Paris
0: you will not hang it hand it over to me yet ellen no? because look okay. you see this line? yay so
2: you thank you so much through, uh, uh,
0: tell us about this a little bit while we're here
2: yep so we will be at idea london again uh, for uh, tatak mini london on saturday and sunday the 9th and 10th of uh, april the winners from uh, Tad Hack London will get to present the following day at the WebRTC Global Summit and get free entry to that event as well. So uh, definitely come to the hackathon and then you can attend the uh, summit if you're a developer for free. So uh, we're doing well on registrations, a great set of people. And as I mentioned uh, James was just being an angel there in the background. Uh, we have uh, quite a few very interesting people turning up, so I think it's going to be great just for networking as well. Then we have, in May, uh, we have Tad Hack Uruguay, so that's going to be in Montevideo, and we're getting that set up at this moment in time. We're working with several of the local universities that have done some amazing work in open source uh, telecom software. Part of what we're trying to do with TADHack Hack is just expand globally to make all you know, so developers around the world aware that there is a community of uh, telecom app developers. That telecom app development is cool, and this is part of our mission: is just going out, creating these TED Hack events, and uh, getting more and more people involved in. TadHack Global, which we have moved to the 14th through to the 16th of October. So you choose two out of those three dates. Most events will be on the 15th and the 16th, which is the Saturday and the Sunday. But some locations, for religious reasons or for other reasons, can't run on a Saturday or a Sunday. So we throw in the Friday, so you can do like a Friday to Saturday or a Friday and a yes, Sunday. We're putting the locations together. They are going to be numerous, uh, likely 30-plus locations. 30-plus? 30-plus. Like... <laughs> we'll be running in parallel around the world. Well, how, and we will how also the have a Central we... African Republic involved. How are we going to do the, the scoring and marking for that? Don't worry. That's all sorted. Yeah. We make, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it will be hard work, James, but it's going to be well worth it. So, just to ex- wrap up on Tadak Global, the reason we moved it to October is all the students are back in, uh, you know, school, it's no exams taking place, and for developers, there isn't like an end of year or just before the summer sort of uh, crunch. So, hopefully, we'll get good attendance both in the Northern Hemisphere and in the Southern Hemisphere. It's not yet summer, so I'm hoping that we can still get uh, in. Because uh, we'll have a location in Buenos Aires, and I'm hoping we'll have several other locations in the Southern Hemisphere as well, including, again, Australia. So really looking forward to that. Back to you, Randy.
0: Just one Just final one question, question, Alan, and thank you. Uh, you are the greatest. Uh, but the, is there a – or did I miss this? I mean, I was listening to you clearly, <coughs> but you
2: may have uh, encrypted this part. Is there a
0: central location, the global No. No, there is no safe, we no.
2: want to make all the locations equal so there will not be any one central location this year. What we're doing is trying to make it fully distributed around the world. And we're doing our best this year to ensure that, for example, in Sri Lanka and in Bangladesh, we do a lot of sessions with some of the other global uh, sponsors so that we get a lot of hacks that mash up not just sended Mobile, but with Matrix, with Telestax, with Phone, so that we can get as many prizes distributed around the world as possible.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. This is the first time that's
2: happened, as far as I know. That's it, Yeah, it's an evolution, because the first time we started off with Madrid, and then we added on some satellites. Then last year we sort of did Lisbon, and we had a lot more locations, and it was a little bit more equal. But what we're now doing is just... All the locations are equal, and we'll hopefully have an event running in Zambia, in Moscow, uh, San Francisco, or, well, Bay Area, Orlando, Chicago, Buenos Aires, London, Madrid, Lisbon, you name it. It's going to be all around the world. It's going to be fun.
0: Okay, excellent. excellent. The only problem is there won't be ice cream like there was uh, in uh, Lisbon. But
2: anyway, anyway. (laughs) that'll have to be a
0: local thing. Um, I want to get uh, thanks to everybody else who um, were the winners. Well, you've been compensated, so you're winners. You're all winners. I want to get back to Debbie, who is sinking very low in her camera angle. Uh, Tim. You need to wake up, too, and help me out with this. So we're going to talk to Debbie about her work. And then there's a, something else, a couple other things I'd like to mention uh, also before because this has been a pretty short session. So we have a lot, a lot of things to talk about. But before we do, let's, let's get Debbie in here because I want to know more about this. And, Tim, you may need to be able to show that. I, I, I want to show Debbie something. Okay. Are, are you paying attention,
5: Debbie? I am. You see this? This is an RFID tag. That's an RFID reader.
4: Yes. Yay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Make them do that. All 240, please. Okay.
5: Well, so I've only got 24 over there. so four. But anyway, so small steps along the right route there.
4: No, definitely. Yeah. That's great.
5: Cool. Um, yeah. So tell us about the, um, oh, no, I, whilst we're talking about the tech, I'm going to tell you about the tech because um, this, is, this is really funny. Um, right, so these LEDs, and I should say that design, the electronics design for this was done by a mutual friend of ours who's actually been on the VUC many years ago, for Peter Stuger, and he did a, did a lot of the electronics for this. Um, and um, and the LEDs have this; they're individually controllable, but they work in a daisy chain, and they work in this really bizarre way where you throw a bit stream at them. And the first LED takes the first 24 bits off and then passes everything else along. And then the second LED takes off 24 bits and passes it along. So you have to send, and it, it, it's all clocked at, I think, 800 kilohertz. So quite fast. And, it, and it's all about the timing. So it turns out that it's actually really difficult to do. Um, things like the Raspberry Pi, you can't generate this the timing accurately enough. Um, because if you get an interrupt that means disk read or a packet coming in on the network, then you lose the timing. So I was kind of despairing and thinking I was going to have to use a, an Arduino or some microcontroller to drive these things. And then uh, actually Peter mentioned this to me, that the, um, the BeagleBone has a second processor on the, on the chip, which most people don't use, um, called the programmable real-time unit. And you can load in very small programs into that, which it shares, with, it shares with main memory, and it will do something asynchronously from the main processor. So what I do is I load up this big bitstream of which LEDs should be what color and where, dump it into real mem- into main memory, point the programmable unit at it and say, "Go run this out down the, down the, 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 that port, and it just sends out the data, and I don't have to do anything in the meantime. So um, then I've extended that out so that you can then access it remotely from my um, my app by sending this data into it. But it's a kind of so the nice thing is that it's a sort of stacked up protocol of really low level banging the bits up to WebRTC um, up to the the top end. Anyway, that's my my little uh, geek run through. And anyone who's kind of wants to know about it, feel free to tweet me at Steely Glint on Twitter. I'd um, be happy to talk about that. And Debbie's going to talk about what the sculpture actually does and and what its real life is.
4: Um, Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have any more to add. Um, I think, I mean, had you configured the tech in a different way then that would have been fine. I just want to have something. I want to have Starway so that the audience and participants do something and that affects the sculpture and causes it to light up um, other than flicking a switch, which might be quite boring. Um,
5: it's worth saying that it's UV, the, the, all oh, yeah. the, the paint so, is all UV paint. I don't know uh, if it's dark enough for that to be visible, probably not.
4: So um, because I'm used to having, not used to having technical failures, but tech failures happen or power sources get taken off you, um, so you can't always do what you want to do. Um, I always design my sculptures so that if the interactive technical part doesn't happen, it still looks good until we can sort the problem out. So all the star frames are actually painted in UV paint. So the whole sculpture is already lit under UV and then it has an extra layer when the interactive part works. Um, but Tim, you were talking about sending it SMS messages and that, that acting as a digital trigger to, set the, to make the stars come on
5: yeah it's a shame shame Adam isn't here because that was one of the things I was thinking about extending it to do so that it would when you send it send an SMS to it it would maybe do some sort of uh, look at your phone number and work out what city you were from or, or something like that and then light up a star that was appropriate to you in some some respect um, so I was thinking that would be fun to do with the Tropo API but but Adam is in and gone so we can't um, uh, we can't tell him that or
2: maybe we can yeah, is he still... Adam, are you still on the uh, set?
6: No, he's left. Yeah, I tried to call him about five minutes ago and got pushed through the voicemail, so he's okay. doing commerce-related activities. Yeah. Oh, well.
2: So
4: all the star frames are lit with UV. The individual stars are lit. Now we've just got to work out what kind of light display gets given to people. So on a very, 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 very basic level... It could be just lit with UV, no lights on inside starway. It just sits there, black. Um, well, as in, no internal lights. And you walk up with an RFID tag star. Um, the UV, the UV lights go off, and then one star comes on. Um, that would be a very, very basic interactive level. But I kind of want to do something a little bit more than that. So perhaps all of them twinkling, and then somebody brings up an RFID tag star. Um, the whole sculpture goes dark again, and then one of them starts flashing a different colour. And it's 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 making all those decisions about, I don't know, what kind of effect you want it to have and how much time people have got to write software and what the power budget is as to how many we can have shining at any one time. So that, that's all the things that we're kind of considering at the moment. Well, and one,
5: one of the interesting things, talking about the power budget, one of the interesting things is these are five-volt LEDs, And when you're sitting there with with a three-meter star, or no, five-meter star, that's quite a run of cable around it. So you're going to get a noticeable drop. Um, At five volts, you're going to get a noticeable drop from one corner of the star to the other. So we have to think about actually do the topology of how we run the cables and how thick they've got to be in order for that not to be an issue. And I think the other thing that we may get into trouble with, which I haven't really worried about yet too much, is uh, we may end up being a radio frequency interference because the whole thing's going to be going at 800 kilohertz, and it's going to be a three-meter antenna.
4: Oh, maybe I should tell Reno Sculpture Festival that then.
5: Uh, Well, I have a way of
0: avoiding that from being a problem, but it's something we've got to think about. I have an idea that uh, might work if you could distribute a set of pedals, pedals, bicycle-type pedals, so that people could transmit a level of energy... And then have a star for the participants. Ten participants, uh, and then the star would light up on the participant who was generating the most energy. Okay, I've, I've just thought of a variant
5: or on that. Or like, something like that. I've thought of yeah. a variant on that, which we could have. We could have a a thing which generates a, a thing based on your body temperature or your alcohol level or how awake you are or how fast your pulse is or something. But I mean, all of this tech is, is the trouble is you've got to get it into the hands of the end users. Which well, is. that's
0: why my idea is not, not that good because you'd have to get that. But what could you do? I don't like the pulse idea because you know, you'd have lawsuits from people dying of heart attacks all over the world. Um, <laughs> what else could it be? Temperature? Yeah, temperature is <laughs> kind of random unless people were like drugging themselves. Oh, I got to win this, you know.
4: So one of so one of the sculptures that Tim worked with me on at Burning Man two three years ago was on capacitance. Um, in fact, this um, another sculpture that I did recently, fuck love, that was on capacitance, and that set itself off in motion when two people put their hands on a, on a. Sorry, this, what was it called? It was called fuck love.
6: That's what I thought you said. <laughs> so, what? so you should describe it because
5: it's it's it's.
4: It's beautiful. You, it's one of the mis- most beautiful things I've ever made. Can I attach photos on here?
5: You can get a photo, and if you've got a link, you can send it to Randy, or if you sh- share your screen, you can show it. Yeah. But um, no okay. copyright works that aren't yours.
4: Um. So, uh, basically, there, I, I got quite obsessed with infinity mirrors, and the only infinity mirrors that I saw were square ones. People use picture frames. So, does anybody want me to explain what infinity mirrors are? I think,
5: I think we need to see it. Yeah.
4: Need to see it. Let me. Is there well, a URL you. Or... You talk. Oh yeah, URL. Um. You if need you to go. Put it to... into the chat here, and I'll. You know. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Oops. No, sorry. Oh my
0: God! No, that's
4: we are the only ones who see that. D J. Giving you my email.
6: What? Double D.
3: yeah. Yes. Hey, oh, you're a
6: big girl, Debbie. James
0: wonders why.
6: Behave. <laughs> so much
0: James.
4: Trouble. Yeah. Is that right? Oh. Is that my website? No. Uh, uh, oh,
0: yeah, that's probably. your website.
4: It's not, Does that
0: work? Well, Let's, well, have a look. Let's have a look. I can get it, but after that.
4: And then there's pictures on there. If that's right. Let's
0: see if boring. I can find. Taking a while. Obviously, I'm not going to show it until I know. Oh, this okay. Is, this so, is one of the I am looking for.
4: Fuck love.
0: Third on the right. Yeah, okay,
4: I got it. And there should be I a big picture that loads from that link. All right, just it so it was two infinity mirrors, one with the word fuck in the middle, one with the word love. Two people, it's a game for two people. Two people come up, one puts their hand on one side of the acrylic conductive tape screen, and then another person does. And as soon as it registers that there's two people there, it decides whether you should fuck or love or fuck love. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
5: and and that's and, based on your capacitance i should tell you yeah not any other you know genetic compatibility or anything
4: no that's just capacitance um capacitance yeah right. and um it's uh it's um what was to say every single it's they're rgb addressable rgb led so this is just one of the configurations of colors that you can have There's like as you can imagine millions more
5: Oh, there's a lower down the page. There's a video of it in action. I don't know who's who owns that. Is oh that yeah. We, is is that owned by anybody who's going to complain if it's? No,
4: shown? not at all. Oh, good. it's
5: got music though. To so mute it.
0: Well, you won't hear it anyway because all I right. can't uh, do that part. So cool. <laughs> um. Well, what's going to happen?
4: So that's the um physical interface they touch it registers then it sets off a program and i wanted different kind of video animations um that's the only one we had time for
0: that looks a little like what uh, like so, so they should
4: love they should love
0: and did
5: they the machine says they should love
4: okay. yeah i don't know we had we had one girl who must have brought 15 men to it over the course of the evening to find out what do with each one of them that was quite funny and then there was another couple who were on their fifth date and they hadn't even kissed and they got love and she just like flung herself at him that was quite funny um starway should be on here as well yeah
0: okay i think we should look at the light up dresses too starways down here no well
4: yeah so um which one the one the
0: Starway sculpture. We
4: go Starway
6: on there. sculpture. So we go on there. the yeah, Debbie. I want to give your light up dress a block of mobile telephone numbers so <laughs> yeah, that you can interactively cool. uh, interact with your light up dress.
4: Really? That's- it flashed Morse code once and said, "Buy me a drink." So here's
0: that. Um, I can't go full screen because if I do it, that won't share properly. So we're, I'm yeah. just trying to make it as large as I can.
4: So ignore the rainbow coloured patterns. That was um, that's it's a beautiful. photographic technique.
0: That, that is beautiful. It really is beautiful. That it is, is really beautiful. Great. Yeah, I have, to have seen that live. But so that's five metres tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I get it. It's 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 great. Yeah, that's
4: and really so nice. that's what Tim is going to make interactive for me, aren't you, Tim?
0: Yes, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You remind uh, people that we're on D Davies, D-D-A-V-I-E-S dot M-E. You can look at all this work. This is really spectacular stuff. I mean, it would be more spectacular if it was live, and uh, VR wouldn't even do it really justice, but uh, these are beautiful shots. Should we look at the dress? Is there uh, a sufficient
4: number of photos? The dress is is really simple, but kind of five, six years ago when I did it, kind of nobody else was trying to fix. Not many people were doing... um, lighty up stuff i've um there was um there's a book that's just come out by bloomsbury that got published in january by um a professor at nottingham university who's written a book on the future of wearable technology and smart fabrics and uh, apparently interviewed the people that she believed had contributed the most to the knowledge pool around the subject and i'm one of them but i'm b- really i'm really being miserable in it
6: <laughs> no
5: so, so just to complete the game, we we, we have to look at Oops. the Luma stuff as well. The two pictures of Luma, um, before and after. <laughs> What's uh, with uh, the
0: Ips? Laura Yeah, I've just
4: realised I just realized i have not populated that with any <laughs> text. Do something about. It. All right, what are we looking at here
0: next?
5: So go go back to the the homepage up, and there. then the next one, Luma, Luma, Luma. Yeah, up, 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 up.
6: up. The
4: thing that looks like a spaceship. not help, is it? I think that looks like a spaceship.
0: Well, I mean, this is all in a row now, so
6: up and down works better. That's that one. it. Oh, okay. Looks like an alien thing, doesn't it?
5: Yeah. So, so Luma was an alien spaceship we took out to Burning Man. Um, <laughs> but why? He
4: stole ten years off my life. And mine. And lost me all my friends. <laughs>
5: not all of them. Somebody no, not still you. You here. survived. So this is Luma So there's a couple of really lovely things about Luma Um, You can't see from this photograph But her wings were made out of Were were glittery and reflective And they were made out of um, uh, Used CDs and DVDs But the best thing is the source of the DVDs Which I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say in public or not
4: Yeah, you can
5: so they they were they were actually um they were all porn DVDs.
4: <laughs> I knew it. Why did I know that?
5: <laughs> so they were they they were porn DVDs on their way to being destroyed. Um and uh, they were all right. copyright violations. So we um
2: yeah.
5: we got to put them on there before we destroyed them. So, um so that's 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 Luma um uh, the back view, the side she had a lot of lights and stuff which you can't see in the daytime. But then at the end um if we've got Oh, it's somewhere up there, there's, on the left hand side of the page, there's a link to burn. I don't know where it is actually. Let me see. No, i got to go back to Yeah, that yeah, yeah you there you go. One. Loma
6: burn. Loma, Loma
0: burn. burn. I had so one, of the, I had to go see a doctor.
5: Yeah, yeah,
6: well, you would have done if you'd been Loma. So you ended up destroying all the copyright. No, no. No,
4: we had to strip everything that was, flam- was toxic off.
5: Yeah, so all the plastics had to be removed. Ooh. Um, and it was just a pure wood burn,
4: I had never been so happy to see something burn in my entire life i I was
5: personally very sad, actually, but she did look like she was trying to take off those swirls of fire um, She was definitely trying to trying to get back to her own planet the last
4: effort It was very emotional oh and then i did I did a follow up i did um a thing that ran alongside it, which was I developed this character called Mavis, the anthropologist, who basically studies cultures. Um, that have certain technology including alien and she gave a whole commentary about the luma module and how it had actually existed once upon a time and all the mythology around it and then she became a consultant for me to um uh, yeah,
6: you on are military. one wonderfully gloriously totally batty <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: yeah yeah you could say that
6: but so again for the scale uh,
5: luma was what a couple of meters high Three oh metres high, probably. The tail, was, high. the tail was probably three metres off, three or four metres off the ground.
4: I think it was four. And the
5: wings were a couple of, were, were about, I could just touch the wings. There, that, that's what, two and a half metres or something. It was,
4: was very tail. big.
5: It was a solid piece very of
4: Very ambitious.
5: Yes, or, or, or foolish, depending on your view.
4: I think it was both. I think, I think anybody who says I'm going to build a sculpture of for Burning Man and didn't even know how to put a blade in a jigsaw at that point... <laughs> probably was a bit crazy, but we did it. We did
5: it. We, we did. There was, a, there was a desperate moment where I was trying to – we'd taken it – built it in Oakland. Uh, no, they, we'd built it in – yes, we built it in Oakland. London
4: Hackspace, we'd done a prototype. We'd
5: done the prototype, and they'd measured all of the wires, so they were all the right lengths. So they were DMX connectors, so you could plug them all together. And, um, and when we got out there in the desert, I tried to wire the damn thing up, and it would not join up. I, I couldn't do any combination of the 18 cables that would that would link up together, and the reason was somebody had artistically decided that the tail needs to be a meter longer. Hmm.
4: Do you know I didn't even know that story?
5: Yes, so I ended up I having to go play. and go and I had to go and blag a longer cable from somebody. Um, but fortunately, the radio guys across the road were, were very sweet and gave me a cable for it. But yeah, no, that was uh,
0: um, interesting. Um, yeah. Debbie, are you going to be um, in Berlin when we're all there? I hope so.
4: When are you? When are you in Berlin? Well,
0: I'm glad you asked because we are going to be in Berlin uh, for your World, which is in Berlin from the 18th to the 20th of May. 18th. And okay, well, how
4: about I say day. I will be there. You will be unless I. And that, well I I will try and make make it so I will be in Berlin for you. Um, I hope for it. so because we
6: uh, love to you see Can you wear your light-up dress again, please?
4: I will wear my light-up dress again,
6: yes. Because I can't tell you how much we enjoyed that. <laughs> Well, I'm glad
0: you were able to join us, Debbie, because you're an, you're an enormously talented person. And um, I, I really, I hadn't seen those photos either. I I've, I've saw the dress. Okay. I think I sat next to the dress once. Well, you kept on pressing it. Nice. I did not. Well, I was pressing the buttons. Yeah. Oh, there are no buttons. Oh, my God. What was I doing? No, anyway. Yes. All right. Debbie and I are close friends, and I'm hoping that you'll be there. Tim, you're going, aren't you? Uh, probably please you have to come because somebody's got to be a buffer for James thank you oh, James can be his own buffer well no that does, never works out well oh, I, don't,
5: be, I don't know I just yeah I set that up for you James I just have to do this one more time because I can't tell you how, how how much of an achievement this okay. is
6: but Tim I want to do it from here oh yeah 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 um, so do you want do you want me to
5: give you access, or do you want to get it from Randy? Uh,
0: how can you get it from me? That's
5: what crazy. do I have
6: to
5: do? Uh, so, um, I've got my, my Android phone ready. Uh, probably easy. God, you want to use an Android phone for
6: it? No, I don't. I
5: prefer to use e- my phone. Uh, no,
0: no, you need to just use Chrome.
5: So, it's easier to do Chrome, because otherwise, I... we can try it with Android, but it can be really difficult on the screen you're using, and then screen share. Uh. Because Go. I've
0: got to see oh, the QR using, code. He may be using Safari or something. But so oh, he, Chrome,
5: he, he, here's the thing, James. I have to see the QR code on your Android tablet. So either you've got to hold it really steadily or you screen share. I don't care which you do, but I'm just no. saying. Okay.
0: James, you're on, you're on Safari now?
6: Uh, I'm in – no, I'm in um, Mozilla. Well,
0: open up a Chrome – and use that. Oh, yeah. If I, if no, he, can't, he can't share. No, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm crazy. So, yeah. so do it, do it, do
5: it on the, it's it's fine. Do it on the phone. You'll just have to have a steady hand. That's all. <laughs> wow.
6: Well. I, I have very steady hand. Well. Right. Well. Right. Uh, <laughs> no. I put a URL in. Uh, what is the URL? I'm just typing it in.
0: We need to do uh, one of these where we can give everybody the URL.
6: I think it's probably that one there. Share my browser. Uh, Look up that one. do uh, uh, no, not on. cool. yeah, it. Uh, we
5: don't yeah, want the is j- uh,
0: Yeah, that's it. You see it in so, the chat?
5: So I've just put it in the chat, James. Uh, yeah. Yes,
6: yes, yes, yes.
5: So you want to borrow. Go to that on your Android phone and then borrow. And then show me the, you, the, the QR. I mean, in real life, you would be next to me. and It would be a lot easier than faffing about with, with video.
6: Mm. Uh, go right. It's loading something slowly. It was to use my camera and microphone. Oh, no,
5: that's... so you've gone to the wrong thing. Look afar. You need the slash on the end. I need a slash.
6: A slash. Yeah. dear boy. Oh, okay, so I want right. to. What do I want to do now? I'm looking at the page. Uh,
5: so you want to borrow a friend's IoT
6: device? Is that... So click on yeah, this device. Oh, share your screen no, up, no, no! It's oh, oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's no. what you want. yes Hold that very, very still. Wow,
0: that's not going to be good. Enough. Well, maybe.
6: Yep. Yeah, got it.
0: It worked. Hey, you
6: got it. Yeah. Congratulations! You now have access to a friend's device. Oh, what can I do now? Yes. yes uh, you go back to the IoT page.
0: Might even go work back.
6: better. Yeah. And now uh, control the prototype Starway sculpture, by any chance? Yes. Uh, and it's doing something that looks a bit like that.
5: So you pick the one that's got the Yo on it.
6: Which one's that? It says Yo in the QR code. There's two images there. You pick the top so one. It's a, it's a QR code. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I haven't got my microscope, so I can't.
0: Yeah, it's a little small. Well, you, you can to, grow the page. You should be able to do this.
6: Yes. Yeah, it says it's connecting. Well,
5: if it doesn't connect within about two seconds, you need to reload the page and do it again until it does. There we are. Yeah, if it hasn't done that Reload the page a couple of times There's some bug that I think I know what to, how to fix But I haven't done yet
6: ah, it, it flashed up the star And then it yeah, went away It, it, does, yeah, it does that That's that's part of a there, loading it. page Connecting And it's not done it Yeah so let's,
0: It'll reload. take at least three times
6: I, I do know, we sort of half know why uh, It flashed again Yeah Oh, in funny. an en- enigmatic way. <laughs> it's just taunting me, isn't it? Yes, that's the idea. All
0: right, here's another idea.
6: Here's- wait, wait, here's- wait, 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 Oh, it it almost worked then. Um, I, I, my headphone I My headphone I trying, trying so hard. Um, if you give
5: me a minute, I can make make absolutely certain it works. Hang on. Just stop a second.
6: Okay, I'm stopping. Um, oh, I'm stuck on that.
0: If only we could... And here's another thing we could do: is control the vapor from Debbie's vape thing. What are those things called, anyway? See if we control the the flavor, the the uh, aroma of that. I didn't know you were a vapor. I'm not, but she apparently she is, right? I didn't know that. Well, she had one. She had one uh, visible a moment ago, right, Debbie? What? A well, thing. Was, what, a was that a pen you were sucking on?
5: Right, try that. Oh my god! Oh no, wait, 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 wait a second. Still loading.
6: Still loading. Still loading. That's not a
0: vape thing, Pe- uh, Debbie? Uh-huh. Oh my uh-huh. god! No, it's a pen, and it's, it's a pen. and it's a, pen. It's a, pen. And it's a pen right pen marker. James, try it again.
6: All right, right. right I'm late. Oh, it just flashed a flipping star. Yes, up. James. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Oh, trying. No, trying. No, trying, 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 connecting, trying.
0: Connecting, connecting. Got it. hey, hey oh, there got it. it is. There it
4: is. There it is. Yes. Right
5: now. If you make that big enough, make it, and now you can touch any of the centres of the stars, you probably need to see what you're doing, otherwise you'll miss. If the screen flashes, you've not hit the dot. Oh,
6: make it a bit bigger. Hang on, there we go. Make it really big. You've actually hit one of them, I can tell. Yeah, it? Look, there we are. Look, really big stars. So I can't actually miss that one, can yeah, I? Yeah, well, that's already lit now. Yeah, right, need to move on, on,
0: move on, move on. Keep it moving, keep moving. Another one. There we go.
6: Did I get it? Did I get it?
0: Yee, no. Something.
6: Yeah, there you go. Yes, Got it. Yes, yes. Yay. And I'll go go right to the top now. Top, top star. Oh, top, the
0: top star. Yes. Well, the whole thing. Yeah, flashes there you time. go. So there's a, the all of them go on for a second to show so, that there's something happening, right? So
5: after about a couple of seconds, it idles out and goes back to its default display, which is this rotating oh, I see. Okay. Color, color wheel I'm thing. And then that. you can pick one. Well, you know what, then that actually works. Yep. Uh, And and so the trick is that I'm feeling entirely safe in doing this because nobody else, it's a one-off, it's cryptographically secure, that nobody else, even though they could see that QR code, can access this and knows the URL, they can still not access
6: it. But you know what I want? Weapons. I'm not going to like this, am I? Weapons. (laughs) Uh, no, well, this is this is uh, this is
5: this is much more in the in in the love than than weaponry. Yeah, actually.
6: yeah, but it doesn't
5: so. have, have danger like tasers and things like that. Uh, it sounds like a moment to mention Stabby Man. Then. Oh, great! Right.
4: Yeah.
5: Yes, i I'm, I'm, I'm staying out of this. I'm, in fact, I'm just going to. Tim gonna doesn't
4: fit. like Stabby I Man. I really
5: don't, actually.
4: No. So, so I've made a little gingerbread man, a felt man. And um, he wears Y-fronts, and if you stab him in the underpants with a pin, his eyes light up. (laughs) And he's called Stabby Man. And, um, yeah, because when you put the pin in, it hits the back plate of the PCB and goes through some conductive material.
6: I worry about you, Debbie. Yeah, you should, you should. Should should we ask you what
2: actually brought you to this thought of creating
6: such a thing?
4: (laughs) Well, somebody showed me the circuit, and I just thought, oh, I could... I could make something from that circuit. <laughs> That's, and actually on the PCB, it does actually say on the legend, look what happens when you teach a girl electronics.
0: I think that uh, we should get Debbie involved in the, in the conferences, just <laughs> as I did uh, wine tastings, which actually were totally unrelated, but this is more related with these kinds of demos and get her involved in specific um, oeuvres d'art uh, for a specific manifestation.
6: Uh, manifest, manifestation is a good word. Yes, uh, yes, Debbie, you will have to come and do your own particularly warped version of dangerous demos at dangerous demos. Exactly.
4: Okay, I'd like that. Yeah. So, I think so I probably have to do it with Tim, though.
6: Yes, that's absolutely fine. I was
5: just going to suggest that we we collaborate on a warped dangerous demo.
4: A warped dangerous demo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can do that.
6: So I can, you, I can, you I have to stab Tim in the wife? Y- no. <laughs> no, no.
4: No,
0: no, not that. Not that dangerous. It evolved Stabby Man.
5: No, no. I, if it involves Stabby Man, I'm not doing He's it.
4: He's not going to do it. He hates Stabby Man. I
5: really do. I have strong, strong negative feelings about Stabby Man.
4: Violence against men.
5: It's, it, it is. Just, yeah.
4: It's it's, not. It's just
6: the violence. I did like,
4: Heart Man. He's uh, just a tack switch, though. He's not that. You know, you just squeeze his hand and his heart lights up.
6: Oh, that that's nicer. Or you could have something huggy or caressy. Well, I was
4: going to have a woman who vibrated.
6: Yeah, but what do you have to do to set off the vibration?
4: I, yeah, and I will... Let, I, I, let's,
0: <laughs> let, 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 let's just leave this I can where re- it is. I can reveal when we get into the mature audiences section where it's not recorded or public... Of my invention of several years ago that is related to that. But before we do, uh, just a few minutes, James, I'd like to hear you. I think you may have been the only one at uh, MWC, and it might be interesting. Or maybe, Alan, were you there? I don't know. Uh, but I'd like to hear. No, he wasn't. So uh, what was the most impressive? We don't have a lot of time to spend on this, well, but said, give us the headline. of the, What was the oh biggest, biggest so orgasmic m- thing that happened there?
6: Well, there wasn't one big thing, but many, many, many little things. So, what impressed you? Uh, well, for me, um, something that impressed me was uh, something called Multifire. So that's M-U-L-T-E, fire. And that stands for mobile, unlicensed, LTE, with fire attacked on the end. And last year at MWC, I went around all the big stands like uh, Intel and uh, Qualcomm, Nokia, complaining bitterly about... Um, how they had come up with schemes uh, to run LTE and unlicensed spectrum. But all of them, all of them required you to have licensed spectrum as well, which is totally useless because the only people who could use the unlicensed spectrum would therefore be the licensed operators. So that's totally useless. So I went and complained to everybody who would listen and a lot of people who didn't want to listen. And this year uh, out of nowhere came multifire, which is just, Uh, LTE in five gig unlicensed band, which is uh, impressive. And I thought, if I had a hand in that, that's pretty good. Um, And that's coming, but that's just a tiny little thing.
5: James, you need to be very careful about how you pronounce that in, in Holland, um, because it sounds like a really good chain of cake shops. Multivlar. Multivlar Multivlar. is a, uh, there's a really good chain of cake shops. So um, just bear
6: that in mind. Um, Anyway, uh, there was a huge amount of IOT going on everywhere. It's IOT everything. Cars are totally iot And uh, somebody came on and said that the, uh, the future cost of electronics in cars is going to be uh, more than the cost of the automotive train because electronics in cars are becoming so important. So all kinds of interesting things going in there, like uh, LTE cells in your own car act as a Rebro, as you go along, um, reasonably useful or useless. What other things do you see? Oh, Peter Dunkley was there showing off lot, lots of um, interesting web RTC type things. But he was up in Hall 8, and so nobody ever goes to Hall 8 because it's beyond the edge of the known universe. <laughs> um, oh, and in terms of handsets, the handset of the year this year, uh, rather interesting is not the Samsung Galaxy S7, which most people decided was reasonably boring. Um, this year's handset of the year is the LG uh, G5, uh, which is a modular phone, which you can take pieces and, and clip different bits and pieces in. And rather interestingly, it's also the, the first phone to use the uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon 820, which gives you all access to all the 5 gig band stuff. So... Uh, Andy and I are going to have new handsets, aren't we, Andy? Yes, he nods. We yeah. we want LG G 5s because are cool.
5: So, what was the response to Facebook's announcement of of, of the open telco initiative or whatever yeah, it was
6: called? It's, uh, tip the uh, telco infrastructure project. That's right. That one. Um, well, there, there, there were the big big M and looking around, going, "Ooh, what's that?" Uh, and until. Um, they put up on screen a list of all the participants, and if you look at the, uh, and I think it's telcoinfrastructureproject.com or .org, um, it's a very impressive list of partners, including in UK EE, bizarrely enough,
5: Eaton. and our old friends at IP Access.
6: IP Access, yeah, they're certainly in there,
5: and indeed, um, um,
6: um, um, um. oh, SS7way. Yeah, and Quartus, uh dear old Andy Rogers in there as well.
5: I didn't don't um, know if the if the if if our friends from Fairwaves are on that list or not. They no, no, it, no, they certainly weren't. They're not
6: big enough. Well, uh you think SSL oh, is much bigger? Something that, that that was there that will interest you. Um um an embedded um DSP based or SDR based um n- ENOB, e- so a base station, but a tiny one with embedded Ubuntu um, out of line Microsystems. So they're the people who make the LMS uh, devices that are used in things like Fairwaves, um, right. the, the latest generation. And the great thing about this is it's totally software definable. And they're going to launch these particular things um, on Kickstarter, or what's the other one that's not Kickstarter, the other one? Indiegogo. Indiegogo, that's the one.
0: Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is provided by OnSip.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com use zipdx.com for our wideband full featured conference bridge and our local rate dial-ins are from voxbone.com every Friday 12 noon eastern time see you next
7: week